back to Flubcast with Finn Garfield and Sam Corman. Um, today we're going to be discussing the topic of free will. Hope you guys enjoy. So free will is something that we have been thinking about a lot recently and is a is a topic that has really been at the forefront of our um, of our intellectual conversations. Um, I think free will and the idea of free will versus predetermined destiny is such a um, it's such a like obscure and abstract kind of unanswerable question. Yeah. Um, and it's it's so hard to like come to a definite conclusion. It's actually impossible to come to a definite yeah, conclusion. It's one of those problems that philosophers have struggled with for centuries. Yeah. I mean, you think it, it's really one of those questions that is inherently human. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it seems like people have been thinking about this question since, like, we have been developed as, you know, our humans, since our brain was developed into the way that it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it really, it really stems from that. It's a really human thing. It's really human for us to wonder, what is our purpose? You know, do we, are we able to make the choices? What are our consequences for our actions? And does it all matter? You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. The, the whole, like, existentialist idea of, like, like, what's the point of doing anything, you know? But the, the thing that I think is super crazy is the fact that, um, that we're able to even doubt our own consciousness you know like our, our cognitive reasoning and our consciousness is developed to a point that's so advanced that we're able to um we're able to wonder like why why can we do this you know right yeah it, it seems sort of contrary to what you know it, it should be mm-hmm. because if you think about from a, an evolutionary standpoint it, you don't want to be able to question your own existence yeah. you know what i mean mm-hmm. because at Definitely. that point it's like you start getting into the realm of um, what are my actions. You you can get, like, suicidal thoughts. If you think about it, suicidal thoughts are not good from an evolutionary standpoint. No, yeah, it goes against evolution. It goes against evolution, which is kind of crazy that um, our brain has developed in this sort of way. And our brain, it's just an incredible evolutionary tool because we're able to make these abstract thoughts. We're able to put things together in our mind that, you know, wouldn't be possible otherwise. We're able to picture things in the future. We're able to see how our actions might affect the world around us. Yeah, that's that's pretty uh, pretty true. The, the whole, like, big picture thing, um, like, aspect of human thought um, is something that I, f- I think it, it, it is human, you know? Like, I, I don't think, and I'm not, I don't, I'm obviously we can't know what an animal is thinking, but... Um, like from a primitive standpoint, you're thinking about very um, instant gratification, as in getting food, reproducing, right. just surviving, basically doing what you need to do in the moment to survive. But as humans, we have this um, idea of looking forward, looking towards the future, and like the fact that we like have this this whole structure in society. Uh, kind of, I think the educational system is a really good example of this because it's not necessary, but we have this whole implemented structure like of you do this and then you go forward in this and you go from elementary school to middle school middle school to high school like but 
like elementary schoolers are like thinking about college, you know, that's so far and so abstract right. for them. Like they don't really know about that, but you have the idea of looking into the future there. I think it's also important for us to recognize our own biases. Um, and what I mean by that is we tend to think of ourselves as far superior especially yeah. in our intellectual ca capacity mm -hmm. to other beings. And, you know, whether or not that may be true, um, it, it's really difficult when you are trying to figure out where to draw that line. Um, for example, how can you prove to me that your life is worth more than that of a fly? You know what I mean? I mean, it's, it's obviously like most people would be like, yeah, I wouldn't question killing a fly to save a human. But it, it, it's kind of weird because you're like, okay, what do we value? Do we value being a human? Do we value that intellectual capability? Uh -huh. um, because we say, oh, we are superior because we're able to make these complex thoughts. Because we have a consciousness. Yeah. And how do you even define that? Be it, it's very difficult because how can you say... I have more of a conscience than a dog. You know what I mean? And and you might be able to because, um, you know, our brains are more complex and we can, you know, communicate better and make more complex decisions. But you look at a dog and they definitely have a personality, and so, you know, but it's hard. Where do you draw that line? No, yeah, exactly. And I mean... If you look at um, animals, then you can see that they're they're not it's not random. You know, their actions are determined whether it be by free will or whether it be by instincts that they've gathered through evolution. But it, it's not just random actions, you know, so that it's it's so hard to tell, especially, you know, with the species barrier. But it, it's it's impossible to tell the the inner like inner workings of an animal's brain and and if the conscience is really so different or if it's just we perceive it different because we're humans we have this idea that right. our conscious is superior and that's what I was talking about exactly. our own biases yeah um I've always thought that a good definition for consciousness at least at an animal standpoint is to question whether the the, the being would know that they are alive and conscious. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're able to have the, the abstract thought of consciousness, does that mean that you're conscious? I think so. The, I mean, but how do you define... How do you define consciousness? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I kind of... If you're using that definition of, like, can you identify consciousness, then what is the... What are you identifying, you know? Yeah. So that's kind of hard to... Uh, kind of hard to judge, too, but... Yeah, I think that having the ability to, I think, yeah, to, to think, you know, the think, I think, therefore I am. If you're thinking and you have, like, in, in you have, like, in your mind the idea that you're alive, you know, not 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 that you're surviving, but that you're alive, you know, and, like, if you have all these ideas of perf purpose and, um, you know, stuff like that, then I think that's, like, it's like a minimum for consciousness, in my opinion. Okay, but do you, my question to you for that is, do you think you have a better sense of who you are, of what you are um, as a human and of your consciousness as a dog does of itself? I mean, I don't know because I, I, I mean, obviously we have such a um, powerful sense of self as humans, but it's impossible to tell how a dog identifies themselves, you know? Um, 
Yeah, but I think you can tell a dog, you know, like if if they have if they can like recognize their family and stuff like that. So yeah. Along the lines of consciousness, we have been discussing a lot about what consciousness means from the standpoint of being an animal, yeah. uh, of us being a human or as, you know, any other animal. But I would like to extend the, the conversation a little further and um, kind of ask you about what you think it means to be conscious for a machine. You know, as humans are able to, to develop these more complex machines, these this new technology, this AI, how are we going to be able to extend our definition of consciousness to, you know, that sort of being? Yeah, exactly. And, and going back to the point that we made earlier about, like, the human bias, um, obviously we look at machines, we look at AI, and we automatically discount their consciousness as artificial, hence the name artificial intelligence, which it is artificial, I mean, in a sense that humans were the ones programming the machines. Right. But, um, yeah, like with the bias... Um, like how different really is the consciousness if if a robot has the ability to say I am conscious the same as a human has the ability to say I am conscious and that's how you're defining consciousness then what's really the difference there and I mean right. that that's definitely something to consider because um, because obviously um, robot not robots necessarily but artificial intelligence is progressing so rapidly right now and the fact that um, if you look at artificial intelligence, and I'm not an expert in this, but it's it's similar to evolution, right? Like humans have gotten these, you could consider them programs to evolution, these functions right. that have been progressing forward. And same with with the AI, it's it's constantly progressing. Um, yeah. And, that, yeah. And, and we've even gotten to the point where we're able to write software programs that are better at writing efficient software programs than other than humans are. Yeah. So just to, to really think about that, like we have written programs that can write other programs more efficiently than we can. Yeah. And it, I mean, you think of, you know, the leaping off point, like it could be exponential growth. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you think about their evolutionary process, it'd be much faster than the way it takes humans to evolve, which is somewhat scary to think about. Yeah, definitely scary to think about for me, at least. Yeah, I mean, as a human, because we're human, yeah. it's scary because we're like something is going to take over our lives. Um, and I think it's interesting to think about because if we're using the logic of, oh, I am intellectually superior than an ant. So I deserve to live more than an ant deserves to live. Yeah. Using that same logic, you could say that you don't deserve to live as much as an ultra-powerful AI machine. And I'm not saying that is the logic you should use. Yeah. But, you know, it's it an interesting It makes you consider thought. that. It, that it, and it makes you realize that really what I believe is that people just think that they deserve like more because that's who they are. You know what I mean? Because you're a human. I mean, I think most people would say that they deserve, you know, life more than an ant. Yeah. And I also think most people would say that they deserve life more than a computer. Yeah, definitely. Uh, even a computer, if it were programmed with complex feelings and, you know, something like that, which is hard to say that, you know, it even could have 
Yeah, that's, that's kind of my question too. Is where do we draw the line? Like, where where do we draw the line with the advancement of AI and right. like with artificial intelligence? Um, like, what what at what point, in your opinion, do you think we need to stop and like stop developing it so that it doesn't like you know? I mean, hand? personally, I, I can't answer that question. It's a huge ethics question. Yeah, and I think it it's a much larger discussion, but. Um, if I were to think personally, it would probably be along the lines of where they are starting to take too many jobs away from people. I know that's sort of a cliche yeah. kind of um, thing to say, but at the also the same time, my belief is that if it's possible to happen, I think people out there are going to do it. I don't think that it's going to be possible to stifle people from continuing with these advance advancements. Yeah. Um, even if we get like, you know, the, the top contributors in this society to agree upon a certain standard, you know, you're always going to have, you know, bad actors, mm-hmm. I should say, because there's always people like hackers out there and, um, you know, people who have malicious intentions. And if you give them access to the technology or even if they, create it themselves i think it's going to be hard to stop the creation of it um no matter what that's my belief okay getting back to the topic of free will yeah um in my opinion there are two sort of ways to, to go along this path. One would be um, if you believe in, like, determinism or if you believe in more spirituality. And what I mean by determinism is more of a sort of physics-centric approach. Yeah. Um, and so basically the idea is if you were to know the exact momentum and position of every particle in the universe could you predict the exact movements and interactions of those particles based on the laws of physics and the reason that's important is because then could you then predict the way that the electrons would fire in my brain the way that my neurons interact in order to predict my thoughts my actions you know around what goes around me is it all in that in that sense if you did have a computer that was possible to predict all that then does that mean that my actions are predetermined because if someone could predict it that means that it would be determined determined yeah so i mean that's definitely like a really interesting way to look at it from the standpoint of determinism because it's like it's 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 giving it um like you have the ability you have the tools now if you if you had that supercomputer let's say you would have the tools to predict every single molecule every single electron in your brain you literally would be able to predict people's thoughts right um that's like that's insane to think about and, and it's sort of a, a belief that you have to to choose whether to believe or not yeah because it's not very comforting to believe that nothing you do matters you know what i mean yeah and, and to me it's, it's kind of crazy that we're able to get to that point where we're able to make you know these complex thoughts about you know the way the universe works and and apply that to ourselves and say oh well nothing i do matters so i might as well you know 
I might as well do whatever. Yeah. But all of that was predetermined. You know what I mean? The, the like, thought of you doing nothing was already a predetermined thought. So, yeah. like, it, it's, like, an infinite... <laughs> it's, like, recursive, yeah, you know... Sort existentialism, of... and that's just crazy. <laughs> it's, it's weird to think about. Yeah. But um, for me, what I, what I find a comforting thought, um, at least for me, a, more of a physics-based thought, is there's this idea in quantum mechanics that you're unable to... Um, know the exact position and momentum of a particle at any given point in time, which I know sounds a little bit obscure in this context, Mm -hmm. but to me, it gives me belief that, you know, even if maybe, you know, my actions really are determined by the the way that my neurons fire in my brain at least it's randomly at least firing. it's at least there's some bit of randomness there yeah, so that it's exactly there's there's a bit of a you know um inconclusiveness to my to my life a, a bit of a mystery there. yeah i think and then that the point there where it starts to dip into spirituality is when you're thinking about kind of that that idea that nothing not no molecules can be like predicted perfectly there's always a bit of randomness and I think a lot of people find it comforting to have an answer because uncertainty is something that's so scary for humans. Right. Um, so just having like an idea of like, let's like spirituality, like God as the creator or something, it gives you um, it gives you a reason, you know, like, why are we here and stuff like that? So that also kind of goes into the idea of free will and predetermined destiny, because like when you think about it, like in most religions you're working in life in order to achieve success in the afterlife. Right. So there's all these rules and stuff you have to follow, which are predetermined. They're written by someone else. And if you're following them, is that your free will, your free will in order to give you the choice to follow them? Or is it the choice that, that you are predetermined, you have to do this. And this is the only path you have to take this one path in order to achieve happiness. Yeah, I think it's an interesting discussion because even if you take this this spiritual route, you can sort of have that thing of, oh, is someone watching from above? Is not someone, something, yeah. you know, some being. Mm-hmm. If there is a God, can it control what happens um, in my life? Can it control what happens on earth? And it's sort of that sort of thing too because, like, you know, how much control do they have versus the control that I have? Mm-hmm. Like, how much could and a god... And is the control you think you have not even your control? You right, know? Is exactly. Is that what, the, what that has been given to you? Because, I mean, I feel like uh, whether or not you believe in, you know, some sort of god or something like that, a lot of people have that sense of, oh, you know, sometimes they think, oh, the universe is out to get me or something Mm -hmm. like that, or I'm being punished for something I did. Um, But then if you're being punished, then how do, like, the other people's actions, like, if the universe around you is being controlled by, you know, know, a spiritual being, then what's to say that you weren't being controlled by by a spiritual being when you are making your own decisions? Yeah, it's like that that whole idea is, like kind of thinking that we're in this bubble and the bubble is existing in this endless plane which is controlled by the spiritual being and like we were given free will and I kind of like if you think about it it's kind of like a like a test trial I guess of free will that's kind of how I'm looking at it it's like 
we were given free to see will what to actions see what, you, what you would, actions you would take. Yeah. And then I think that goes again to like the idea of heaven and hell. There's has to be repercussions for every action in order to like, um, in order to stop you just from doing just whatever you want, you know? Yeah. And you know, it, it, it's really interesting because that, that thought always leads me down this path where then I start to think about, um, am I the only one here? Is everybody else real? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the Truman Show. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. A Truman Show type universe. Because then it actually could be that the universe is conspiring against you yeah, exactly. based on your actions. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, <laughs> uh, you know, you could have been dropped into, you know, some simulator, some, you know, some universe mm-hmm. and seen how you interact with your surroundings and based on your actions, your surroundings, you know, change to, you know, either wh- whether you think, oh, if I did something bad, something bad will happen in my life. Mm-hmm. Something like that. I-, I don't know. Kind of like the idea of karma. And, right. And the idea. Of, like exactly. That. Exactly. But I also really like to um, just think specifically about that idea because I personally believe that there is really only one thing that I can know for certain. And that's that there is something like there's something out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, whether I am in a simulation, whether I am, you know, the only one here, whether everyone is real and, you know, we're all interacting or whether it's, you know, just the universe and everything is predetermined. I, I do know that, you know, that idea of I think, therefore I am like there, there is something, there's gotta be something here. No. Yeah. I mean, like the fact that you have the ability to like, to understand that like you're, you're a part of something, whether that be a simulation, like you said, or something like that, you know, like the matrix or something like that, like you in, you go back, but at least you like the very least is that you have the ability to know that you're a part of something. And that's like, something that no matter what like let's say we were in a simulation that could not be like taken away from you because right yeah i mean it's sort of comforting maybe a little a little bit a little (laughs) bit not very uh it's kind of cool to think about you know what exactly do you know for sure very little. Very, very <laughs> very little. Little. I mean, yeah. we, you, very little. I mean, we, you, we're all human. We know very little. And I mean, I, like nothing. We know. No, I think personally, if you go back far enough, we really don't know anything for sure. Because what we, what we take as, uh, as for sure, science, physics, right, everything like that. You know, it's, it's. You're trusting the word yeah, of you're someone else. You're trusting the word of someone else exactly. And who even knows if what they're studying is real? You know, like right. what if that's not real? It, it, you can just go back further and further and further until you have absolutely no idea <laughs> you can go back before the big bang and it goes it, it, yeah there, there's nothing and then what's what's there it, you know and that leads a lot of people back to god i think yeah too. it's true and, and many and to me it leads me to that idea of universal truth yeah um and so last year i did a lot of thinking about you know how humans we should define truth and how we should believe in certain things and i kind of came to this um realization some my own conclusion that I think we should define truth with two criteria. The first one is that other people believe it, um, that the majority of the community believes it. And then two is that there's evidence for it that can be observed and that I would be able to come to the same conclusion. Um, so, for example, if someone's telling me that the earth is round, um, one, I think the truth part of it for, for a community to believe it as truth, 
it needs like the constituents need to believe that the the world is round yeah you know mm-hmm. um so the the if that that is one of the criteria the second criteria is that um there is evidence for it you know whether you say like as a sailboat goes across the horizon the last thing you see is the tip of it or the, the top of it mm-hmm. um you know that could be uh, a proof that you know the world is round but you know there are many other things that you can do um but that evidence needs to be there for anybody to be able to observe and come to the same conclusion yeah. um and there's you know we're talking on the subject of unanswerable questions mm-hmm. obviously free will you know pr- human purpose you know what is you know this what is everything what is the universe it all comes down to these unanswerable questions and um, you know, I think that it's really there, there might not always be a universal truth. And um, the way I usually think about it, it comes to this idea in math um, called Gödel's incompleteness theorem. And so what Gödel did was he proved that there are certain questions that humans, us finite beings, mm-hmm. could not possibly know the answer to. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, I don't know, it, maybe it might be, you know, a little construed to, th- to, to, um, you know, apply that to this sort of situation, mm-hmm. but, um, uh, you know, it comforts me a little to think about, yeah. you know, m- maybe it's impossible to know these, you know, the answers to their certain, these questions, even though there is an answer, there could be an answer, but it's impossible to know. But it's impossible for us to know. It's impossible yeah. for us to know. Yeah, that's really, um, I mean, that's just, like, the whole idea of this, like, free will is that it, it's, like, there's three options. We have it, we don't have it, or, and right now we don't know, or, you know? Like, yeah. There, it's just, it's so hard um, because we are just so, we're in need of, like, an answer. Like, we're right. searching for this exactly. answer, but it's, it's, it's impossible for us to know. And, and that's, that's a very human thing, yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. Is to be curious about that sort of thing yeah just you know to question everything and to question question our purpose question our meaning question if anything matters and that's like so much of philosophy comes down to like those three kind of ideas of like what's right what's wrong and why does it matter you know so i don't know it's just really interesting to think about yeah so these were some of the uh, questions that we were grappling with. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed. Yeah, um, I hope everyone is staying safe right now in the pandemic. Um, and tune in next week for um, our episode. We're going to try and do weekly episodes, but we'll kind of see how that goes with, you know, COVID and yeah. school and everything. If we get a sponsorship. By uh, Audible. Audible. <laughs> Audible, if you're out there, please sponsor us. I'll check your emails, too, because I emailed you. (laughs) All right. Peace.